0: And we are going to connect to the live streaming service, which should be in just a moment. I believe we're live. I hope we're live. If we're live, then welcome to the show. I see everybody now. Good deal. Welcome to the show, everybody. Welcome. Look at all the people that we have in the super chat. Bill H. Welcome. Gary Simons or Simmons, uh, John Wayne, Eric PPG Lear, Lyft paramotor Joshua Marsh, Care PPG, Jim Snard from Canada. A hey, welcome. We got so many people here. thank you very much. Don't forget to say hello in the super chat. We might be giving away something. Tommy Mosley in the house, Shane Wyman. Welcome everybody. This is Sean Simons, also known as PPG Grandpa. You're watching Clear Prop TV, listening to paratalk.org. Welcome everyone. Uh, as we normally do, we say hello to everyone in the chat. So let's go ahead and start off with our very own Linda Anderson, Paramom USA. Welcome to the show, Linda. Thank you so much for joining us
1: you welcome the, welcome everybody where's welcome, the pom-poms
0: palm I- palm oh, yeah,
1: oh right here there we go yay,
0: yay welcome
1: welcome welcome yes i'm the cheerleader i'm the cheerleader of the bunch yes welcome everybody welcome my guests, mark and lena thank you so much for joining us tonight Thanks i promise you won't be disappointed we're gonna have a blast here thank you chatters and my viewers for coming on tonight and joining us on monday night my favorite night of the week don't
0: tell Robert there. We won't and, tell him. That, uh, no,
1: no. And uh, if you want to catch Robert Michaels, you catch him on Thursday night, paraglidingchuck.com. And I'll be right there hanging with everybody. And uh, like <laughs> I said, thank you so much.
0: Absolutely. If you want to be on the show, make sure you get up with Linda Anderson. Go to paramomusa.com. It forwards over to her Facebook page to say, yo, I want to be on PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast, TV, Paratalk.org, and she will hook you up. So thank you very much, Linda. Welcome to the show. We also got Jim from Canada, a eh, from CarePP.com and CarePPG.com. Welcome, Jim. Hey, how are you doing today? I am doing great. Look what I finally got in the mail, guys some stickers i've been out of stickers so if you want stickers or requested stickers jim just sent me a whole bunch they smell like maple syrup so i will get these out as soon as possible jim welcome to the show thank you so much for joining us buddy
2: thank you for having me on
0: (laughs) absolutely now we know every 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 uh, monday we ask you how many flights have you taken what what flight are you on
2: Uh, i think it's 118.
0: 118 good deal well thank you thank you so much buddy you know know, if you want to get up with uh, jim's crazy shenanigans go to careppg.com if you need some stickers or want something printed he'll hook you up just go to care p g no pp.com carepp.com right that's right awesome thanks jim welcome we also got will fly from Will Fly ppg he's driving home right now how you doing bud
3: i'm doing great man just coming back from the best flying of my life (laughs) it was <laughs> oh. awesome. I'm still on that high, you know, but it's a grand opening here at Bucky's, and thought we'd check it out. So I'm going to slip off of my phone so that I can get on my
4: computer and uh, join you guys.
0: Awesome. We'll be there. We'll see you in just a moment, guys. Well, Thank you very much, man. of
4: grab a bag of the, dark, uh, the dark, bea- uh, dark chocolate beaver nuggets. They're really good. Got some yeah. on the way home yesterday, the other day. <laughs> <laughs> well, here we go. I'll see you soon.
0: All right. Thanks, Will. <laughs> And I guess we got Will Fly's brother, Jerry Fly?
4: Yeah. There we go. All
5: right
0: and uh jerry's just gonna hang out with us on the panel thank you very much for joining us jerry but it's not about Mm. you guys you know it's not not about the panel it's not about me tonight is about mark and elena honeycutt they are amazing people if you don't know mark and elena honeycutt oh my god they are adorable they're cute they're (laughs) humble they fly paramotors and they've been on youtube for quite a while so welcome mark and elena to the show
6: Thanks for having us.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's, I was I miss Bad Apples. I was under the weather and I didn't want to bring my under the weather to Bad Apples. Uh, and I missed you guys so much. I, I cannot believe I missed you at Bad Apples, but tonight uh, I guess we need to ask you how Bad Apples was. But first, before we do that, I don't know if there's anybody out there in the Super Chat that doesn't know Mark and Elena Honeycutt. Matter of fact, guys, if you're in the uh, Super Chat, let us know, do you know Mark and Elena Honeycutt already? Or are they like somebody completely new that you never heard of before. Mark and Elena, welcome to the show. We appreciate you. Tell us a little bit about how you got into paramotors, and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself.
6: Cool. Oh, yeah, um, so back in uh, twenty fourteen, uh, bought a paramotor, really old one on Craigslist, and me and a buddy self taught ourselves in uh, in a peanut field in the middle of Alabama in the middle of the day, and uh, my first two flights were in outs and that's how that's how I learned and uh ever since then I've been flying I kind of took a break and bought new gear in 2016 but um yeah I've been flying since then I've been flying lots of aviation stuff since 2007 um so yeah that's that's
0: how I did it Mm -hmm. how'd you do it (laughs) and and yeah and how about your amazing wife Elena um
7: well uh Mark Honeycutt slid into my dms and then I started learning from him (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> pretty much immediately, as soon as we started dating, um, we talked about it a bunch before we ever even hung out. I had show- told him I was like interested in it, so pretty much our first date was my first kiting session, and then our second date was Bad Apples 2018, and I kited a bunch there too.
4: <laughs> yeah, good that job, is- Mark. So- <laughs> it's
5: very-
0: awesome. you did good. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's really awesome. Now, you guys uh, um, have joined up with PPG Pirate, I believe, and started a new company. Want to talk about that?
6: Yeah. So PPG Pirate, which hearing that was weird because I didn't even know it at first, but PPG Pirate (laughs) is uh, Brooke Sheffield. He had a red pill paramotor and he was teaching in uh, primarily mountain, wait, Johnson City, Tennessee. Um, and then I was trying to do tandems in the Asheville area. And then we were like, you know what, let's just join up. So we joined forces and we, um, we kept the logo, but we changed the name to Pinnacle Paramotor. And so Pinnacle Paramotor is, uh, me and Brooks' flight school. And we do, um, like seven day trainings, uh, session trainings, uh, sell gear, and we do tandems as well. Uh, Brooke has a big old fly products, Eco2 light with the road tax engine that he, he takes people on
0: pretty awesome so now you guys are are uh, now you've had this for about a month or so is that is that right you've been training for about a month over at pinnacle paramotors
6: i've been training for a few months with brooke and then brooke has been training um i don't know how long he's been training a year year and a half To i'm not sure um okay. i might send him a text see where he's at see if you join in in this chat but um yeah
0: all right, um, we got some questions in the chat. Who wants to ask the questions that uh, are in the chat, Jim?
2: Yeah, we got a question from Nick Griffith. He's wondering if you guys left a chair.
6: <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I Oops. Uh, no, we didn't leave a chair. So I don't
2: know. <laughs> I <had> bad apples. <laughs> no. Here I was thinking it was like a one wheel chair or something like that.
7: Last year, we left a chair, but not this year.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, you doing better. That's great. <laughs> so uh, then we also have a question. Do you guys know who won the Paramotor at Bad Apples?
6: I think it was Jack from Team Fly Halo. I think. I could be wrong, but
4: I could have sworn. Jack East Burton down in Navarre Beach won it.
6: Oh, am I wrong? I'm wrong then. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Everybody calls him Jack Burton. Cool. Oh, See, Jack won it?
1: Jack won
2: it? His name is actually Jacques.
1: Ja- Jacques.
2: Jacques.
4: Jacques.
1: Jacques.
4: Jacques. Jacques Jacques?
1: Jacques. Jacques.
4: <laughs> Jacques. So frightened. Jacques won it. Jacques won the motor? Yeah, he won it. Oh,
1: oh
6: that's cool. That's okay. awesome. Cool. Oh, I got it right. Him. I I call him Jack.
4: That's cool. <laughs> yeah, same. I call him Jack.
0: Okay.
1: okay. Hey, hey, Jack. Go, Jack. Jack. Is that how you, you have to say his name, jock Not Jim.
2: It's the. Jack. It's actually we both have the same name. In <laughs> English, it's Jim. <laughs> Seriously,
0: we we believe Jack. you. Jack. Or <laughs> <laughs> Okay, on another note. <laughs> all right, now before uh, before the show started, we started talking a little bit about uh, your your new paramotors that you have and uh, the paramotors that you fly. And I'm sure that some of the questions that are gonna be popping up are, uh, because this happens all the time. What are your go-to wings? What do you fly right now? And uh, what's your next motor that you would like to have?
6: Um, so, This is how it went down. I went to Bad Apples with the intention of coming home with a different pair of motors. So I brought some cash with me. So, and I had to plan to sell my McFly on the way home. So yesterday I bought a Fly Products Rider, double hoop, 140 prop, factory R. And then a couple hours later, I sold my McFly (laughs) on the way home in Atlanta. And I, I bought that uh, fly products from one Up adventures. Um, and also we bought an air conception uh, revolution 200, which is pretty darn new. Um, that is on its way. It should be here anytime. It's a, it landed in Indianapolis. And then. Um,
7: that one's for me.
6: That one's for Elena for sure. Cause we sold, we just <laughs> sold the nitro 200 that I had bought in 2018 that she always flew. So she needed something. Um, I don't know. We've been buying a lot of stuff. I've bought like two reserves in the last few days, and all <laughs> kinds of stuff.
7: <laughs> but yeah, we haven't. Well, the revolution hasn't got here yet, but I'm really excited for it to get here. Eric DeFore let us kind of put. Um, he has a revolution, and he let us um, put it on our back and just get a feel for it. And it's like really, really exciting. I cannot wait to get it. Um. That's just like, in my opinion, nitro, which the revolution is, I guess, being promoted as like kind of like a vamped up nitro. Um, that's like my perfect motor to me. It, I, I like, I, I just can't get on board with the Natom 80. I really try to like them, but it's just not enough power for me, especially because we're in the mountains. And so we kind of need a little bit of oomph to get up in a way. Um, but the Moster's a little too heavy for me and I have a hard time pull starting it. Um, they're great motors, but I like something like right in the middle, which is kind of what the Nitro or the Revolution um, offers. On Actually, I think what they're saying is the Revolution actually has similar power to a Moster 185. <laughs> So I'm excited about that. It's a nice lightweight motor and it has e-start, which I really like. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, hopefully that'll get here this week and we can fly it ASAP.
6: Yeah, it's dual start, um, which is nice because our Nitro 200 was strictly e-start, which was fine. The Nitro 200 e-start was actually very reliable. I mean, I never had issues in four years, but, um, but this one will have a pull start, too, which is good just in case.
8: For backup.
6: And it's clutched our Nitro 200 was not clutched.
7: So then wings though, I'm still rocking the Ramaflex, still like it. Uh, but I also got a new free flight wing that I like to motor with. It's a Gin Falcon. I mean, Gin Falcon here's the Gin Falcon. Mine's a Gin Explorer too. And that's, it is a free flight wing, but it's really nice to motor with it too. Um, and both of those are 20 meters. So that's the wings in my quiver.
6: <laughs> yep. And then I got the Gen Falcon 20 um, uh, Ozone Buzzy 5, which I've had for a long time. And actually, I just got an invoice from Superfly today for a uh, Gen Fuse 3, which I'm really excited about for tandems.
0: Wow, that is so cool. I got a Gin Vantage 3. It's the motor uh, uh free flight hybrid one. I uh, I really like that. I have I want to get a, a Falcon. I I think a Falcon would be pretty cool. Um yeah. and, and I know somebody else that has a Falcon. Uh so can you tell us a little bit about the Have you flown the Falcon? A, a yeah. lot. So you, so tell us a little bit about the Falcon and and what do you think about it?
6: I think it's uh I mean, it's been a great wing for me. Um I had a lot of fun adventures on it in Korea. That's actually where I got it. Uh, Chris Santa Crochi from Superfly hooked me up in Korea. I literally went to the gin factory in Korea and picked my wing up and it was it was super cool getting to see where it comes from. Um and yeah, so I, that's where I first got my wing. I flew it a ton. I flew to different I flew to islands and camped. I,
4: I mean, I flew all over
6: Korea with that thing and I'm still flying with it. It's been great so far. I mean, I love it.
0: I, I have to admit that when I first started thinking about getting into paramotors, I was looking online and you came up um, Anthony Vela and some kid Tucker, somebody and uh, you know, Tucker, I guess is all right, but man, I tell you what your adventures uh, over in Korea, you know, Tucker guy, I know, uh, your adventures in Korea really seemed like it was really fun. I mean, you free fly, you motor, uh, what is your favorite? And, um, how do you hop back and forth from motoring to, to free flight?
6: Yeah, that's hard. Cause, um, they're, they're so different. Um, and they're both so enjoyable. Like, I mean, the beauty is like, I could go paramotor in the morning go midday flying free flying and then go paramotor at night and i've definitely done that but there's a whole different challenge to free flying because like you might spend five hours prepping and get a five minute sled run and then it's all over you know because but once when you when you do all that prepping and then you actually have a long flight it feels really rewarding um it's just fun no motor noise or anything nice and quiet
0: now elena do you free fly too or you just motor
7: Yes, Mark is definitely the more experienced free flyer of the two of us, but I have done a, a bit of free flying and it's funny because like i maybe have done free flying in more States and country than, than somebody who might have way more hours than, than me. Like my first free flights were in my first, like 15 free flights were in Korea. And then, um, I went and got training in Oklahoma And then I, like every time we go to Utah, which we like to go like pretty much a couple times a year, we go out there to fly. So, and then here we, we do it around here some too. So, yeah.
0: That is so cool. You're in Oklahoma. You're, you're right next to me. Uh, Where, where'd you, uh, where'd you fly from? What mountains?
7: Um, It was with Britton Shaw and kind of his gang out there at um, Buffalo mountain, and panorama
6: and tallahina
7: okay tallahina that's
0: that's that's who trained me too and i was out there too on the mountains and stuff so that's pretty cool Cool.
7: yeah we love we love britain yeah
0: Yeah. britain's an awesome guy that was pretty awesome okay um i think we got some questions in the chat
2: yeah yeah we do we're wondering are you doing pinnacle full-time right now
6: um so yeah pinnacle paramount is I guess you could say it's my full-time job, yeah. I mean, got out of the military July 16th of the last year, and um, it's my, I guess you would say, one of my primary sources of income, yeah, pretty much. And and we're wondering,
2: do you, or Julian Gates was wondering if you teach flea flea flying, free flying, as well as air motor.
6: So we don't teach free-flying, um, but if you wanted to learn in this area, we have a guy that teaches free-flying um, in the Hendersonville, Asheville area as well, so we could put you in touch with that guy. We don't, um, you yeah, know, we're trying to figure out a little, maybe some kind of deal, package deal where students could get both done if they're here, but yeah, we got someone around here and there's good places to learn. Cool, cool. So...
2: Uh- have you got any plans to build a platform at your place so that you can launch?
6: Man, I was just talking about this with Pablo. Pablo helped me fix my French drain from afar at my house, and he was also trying to figure out how I'd build a ramp to launch from my house. And maybe, maybe in time when I when I cool. I, I think PPG. Cash. PPG, the,
2: the other Nick asked that question. So maybe he's got some inside info on it.
5: Hmm.
6: yeah it would be um i'm looking out the window and thinking about it right now and um, really this spot's not ideal for free flying because if you sink out you're, you're in the trees whereas like with the motor that's i launch with the motor because i can instantly give it power and then get into the lift and get off the power so
0: so you live in the mountains right now um uh, how high are you right now as far as um altitude above sea level
6: this, uh, where our house sits, is about 3,400 feet, and then our training field is about um, 1,800 to 2,000 feet. I think it's
0: is 18, 1,800 feet, you said? Yeah. Uh, does that cause any issues as far as um, getting students in the air as far as that uh, altitude, or everything's pretty okay? Yeah,
6: everything's fine. I, I mean, this is where I primarily... Well, I actually wouldn't say I primarily spent most of my time flying here, but I'm pretty used to it. That's um, my altitude as well. Yeah, it's not too bad, is it? No, I don't think so. Yeah. It's
2: a lot better in the winter time.
6: <laughs> oh yeah, it's a hot day. I mean, if when your density altitude is high, it's a little, it can be a little more difficult, <clears> I suppose. But nothing's harder than a a morning no wind flight when the grass is wet, anyways, no matter where you are.
0: <laughs> That's true. Um, we're we're about. 300 feet above sea level, so I think that we have a, a little bit more lift than you guys. Um, be, because you guys are up in the mountains, do you uh, up your wing size or up the students' wing size, or how do you judge wing size for students where they're actually located? Or how do you guys do that?
6: Just based off their weight, mainly. off just their yeah. weight. Yeah, we don't really have to adjust for um, any kind of altitude up here. We're not it's not maybe if you were much higher but not not really here
0: the students would know how to adjust their carburetor for different altitudes
6: yeah and generally here it's not bad either I mean if you're adjusted for sea level you'll be fine here as well I mean you could adjust it a little bit for
7: um, some guys use like switch out their spark plugs between like summer and winter but not much uh not much else
0: All right. Um, We got a lot of people here in the panel. We got uh, Brooke Sheffield, looks like he's here. Good, good to see you there, Mr. Pirate and JP Tulo. Will Fly, Jerry Fly. Uh, Anybody on the panel have any questions for Mark and Elena? We got another
2: question from Mike Pendleton. He's wondering if you're going to be teaching PPG-3 ratings.
6: PPG-3? Um... That would be a good question for Brooke Sheffield. He'll have to chime in on that one for sure because I'm the one with the ASC rating and he's the one with the, US, uh, the USPPA rating. So he would, uh, he'd be the guy to ask there.
4: Yeah, we definitely do PPG3. Uh-huh. Um, we've already had some people come through and take it already. So yeah, we're here for that. Um, and for our students, they're able to come back and check out for PPG3 mm-hmm without any additional charges as well.
0: That's cool. That's awesome.
6: And like I said, I joined up with Brooke um, pretty recently. So he's been doing it a bit, a bit longer than me. So he knows the ropes of that a little more.
3: So yeah, I got a question for you, Mark. What made you want to start teaching?
6: Um, just sitting around doing nothing. <laughs> good reason man yeah. it's been enjoyable i mean when um i'm not going to dime out who it was but when a grown man lands and just starts bawling crying just a full release after his first flight it's pretty pretty emotional to see it's pretty awesome to see how life changed life changing it
3: it's is. hard of seeing that do you
6: nope <laughs> yeah yeah
0: totally agreeing DP has joined us on the panel. Welcome, DP. Glad you made it, buddy. Um, any other questions on the panel before we continue our interview?
7: Somebody asked why we ditched the MacFly. We didn't want to ditch the MacFly, uh, but Mc- we had to get something we needed rather than something we we like really wanted.
6: Yeah. So I really love the MacFly. I we don't sell it. Um, but I'm going to say that it's awesome. Like it has the best torque compensation of anything I've flown. Like it, if you get the one with the carbon fiber spar, so I was flying an extra large frame carbon fiber spars, the engine is offset and you have the bar, the swing arm compensation, and you're just going along and you hit full power and that thing just doesn't even move left or right. It's like, I really enjoyed it. It was it was sad to see it go. Like me, Judson Graham was sitting next to me when I was at apples when I was cleaning it up and about to sell it. And he's like, "So why are you getting rid of the golden child?" Or what did he say? He said something like, "Oh,
7: that. your your golden paramotor."
6: Golden paramotor. I'm like, dude, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs>
7: that was it's such a nice motor. I really liked it for Mark, and I thought like man when you saw him flying the netting was like green and his wings greened and it was just like a sexy setup yeah but uh, like our uh plans for this new fly pot fly products uh rider is to put it on a flash cruise cruiser eventually so that we can do uh tandems and and be able to take students up um as well as brook He's already putting taking people up, but I mean we have a foot launch set up for tandem, but we really um wanted a good motor for a trike and so <laughs> had to give up one to get the other. But
6: yeah, the McFly does have a it actually has a pretty darn good tandem trike, but um it's hard to beat uh it's hard to beat fly products trikes, to be honest. I mean, they're really good.
0: Awesome. Uh DP, were you gonna say something or no? No. Okay, I Just thought you. Were, oh, okay. I I I when I asked if there was a question, I thought you were going to say something. No, sir. Um, uh, JP, anything? Uh,
8: I I got my Mac fly right about the same time that Mark did. I remember that it was like he put out a video, like right around the time I was putting mine together. That he got his, and I was like, "Oh,
6: get the heck out of here!" <laughs>
8: did, you, um, did you
6: get the same one as me?
8: It it was. I have the smaller one. Um, but it was the moster with the carbon spars and uh gray netting
6: how straight does that thing fly
8: it is it's it's wicked it's it's perfect it's like zero effort and it's but it's not draggy either you know yeah. i i think it's got the perfect mix of you know just all the right stuff
6: now it's yeah. discontinued no this no they still have oh. it yeah
7: okay. we just had to get rid of ours but yeah that thing flies straight as an arrow
6: yeah, it's great. I think it flies straighter than the Scout, you know, cuz the Scout has the carbon fiber spars and I remember flying cuz I've flown Tuckers a long time ago and maybe flown another one and it does it has a great torque compensation too the Scout, but the McFly I thought flew a little straighter.
4: So it is McFly and not MacFly. Oh, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> well, I love McFly. That's, you know.
0: I know I I think <laughs> I think of back to the future every time he says McFly, yeah. I'm like, "Hello." Hello? McFly. (laughs) Awesome. Um, We also got some more questions in the chat. Who wants to ask those questions?
3: Well, you got uh, Bill H. Let's see, Mark, did we already cover the next fly-ins you guys are going to attend?
6: Um, Yes, so definitely Moonshiners and I think Endless Foot Drag and maybe Brooke and I like schedule classes around the fly-ins. I think the other one was in Indiana. What's that one called? Oh, um, I haven't been to that one, but I can't remember what it's called. The flying I, can't or... remember
0: either, but that's right above me by a couple. of We, we talked about Dave Purdens,
5: yeah, yeah.
7: Oh, that's a good yeah. Purdens.
0: yes. Yeah, if you haven't been to Purdens, highly recommended. I haven't I heard that been one's there, really I might...
2: good.
3: it is good.
0: Where Where is work. Dave Purdens uh, flying? Portsmouth, Ohio. So south end,
3: west west portsmouth area
0: okay right on the ohio
8: river every morning the fog rolls in right over the river but oh. not such that you can't fly you just fly right over it there's like a river of fog it's absolutely breathtaking i've got some fantastic photos from from that it, you can't beat it it's so That's nice. Awesome. yeah we'll
6: have to I, have to, I think we're gonna go to that one. I got some family. It's there.
8: usually in like the beginning of September, I think. Cool. So
6: yeah, isn't that when in? wins endless foot drag this year?
4: It's
8: September,
4: I think, nineteenth through the twenty-sixth. I have to confirm that with Sean Hayden, but yeah, it's in September as well. Labor is Day there, weekend. Is
7: there dates for Moonshiners yet? I think
4: so.
6: Hmm. August, something probably. Yeah, okay. there
5: is. I okay. just don't
6: know exactly what
3: it is, but it has been posted. I'm going to PPG Zone.
0: Yeah, you can go to flyindirectory.com and it forwards over to the PPG Zones uh, fly-in that they have. They, uh, he tries to keep up with everything Josh does and, and puts it on there. If, you're, if they're missing or if we're missing a fly-in, just email Josh over at PPG Zone and he'll put it on the flyindirectory.com.
2: Cool. you can do it yourself as well there's a spot where you just click on there and you can enter it in
0: but it, okay hey since we got so many people up here it's 7:30. real quick brooke if you turn your phone sideways we'll be able to see a little bit better let's go ahead and get a, a a thumbnail real quick who's who's into a thumbnail who can do a thumbnail i think i might have to do this thumbnail or sure if i should. can do that with my <laughs> all right three two one cheese <laughs> i think we oh did God. it i heard i heard it i heard, yeah. a, I heard yeah. a click that was I me, uh, JP. Are you on? A, are you on your Mac too?
3: Hit it again.
0: And if you are, you're on mute, so I can't hear you.
3: Yes. Give me just, smile, just one second. Okay. All right. Everyone, smile.
0: smile.
5: Wait! Wait!
0: Wait! Wait. I'm sorry. wait! 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 Hey! <laughs> hey no makeup. Okay, hey, go, go ahead. Got a call for makeup. We're
1: in five
3: quarters. Here we go. Yeah. She
0: takes off her glasses. I put on glasses. How about that? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> All right. That is so That's awesome. That's
1: funny. I got to teach you, right? Gee. You glasses you on. You keep the quality. glasses
2: on. It looks great. <laughs> well, if you don't have the glasses on, the picture will be blurry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. my goodness. Funny. Funny.
0: So, okay. Moonshiners, EFT, Dave Purdens are the uh, fly-ins that you uh, plan on uh, going to, probably for sure.
6: Yeah, and um, I'd like to attend Salt and Sea one day. I missed out on that.
0: Oh, I'd love to do that. Stinky. Yes. Yeah, stinky. Isn't that stinky?
5: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and the All flying right. circus. That's I mean, a, that's a stinky place.
2: Yeah, I saw. Um... Uh, press slick is wondering if you guys have met. Jade,
5: Lear,
6: Flying Flamingo. And if like, you want one. to be on. Met, Flamingo. Uh,
3: Flying Flamingo, Jade. Yep. Uh, I don't think so. Girls just want to fly. She, she was doesn't... the one with all the cool shirts hanging up on, along the tents, like 10 or 15 shirts hanging up. <laughs> she had right. some cool underwear,
4: yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> <Get your head. laughs> I don't know. Will, did you see those at, at her table? Oh, is that Steve Minty? Those <laughs> hanging up.
3: I ran into him several times. Oh God!
4: Don't <laughs> tell me Steve Minty put them on. Is Steve Minty <laughs> oh, his underwear up there Steve somewhere. tell me Steve Minty
3: didn't put them on. <laughs>
5: uh,
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, but uh, Steve is my my uh, favorite fashionista. Uh, I call him my fashionista. Yes, I wouldn't know how to that stuff you didn't try them on first, I, you know, because then I have to know if I like it or not.
4: Like it's Mark, though. Hey, mark, what year was it? Was it last year or the year before you flew with a blow-up doll?
0: Oh, my God, that's right. That was legit. <laughs> that
4: was uh, 2018. You know,
6: 2018.
5: Actually,
6: yeah, because yeah, Eric... Long. A long time ago. Eric from uh, Aviator PPC. Eric from Aviator PPG wanted me to do a review on the Nitro and I was like, all right. So I took that doll up and did a review for him and didn't say anything about the doll in the video. <laughs> <I'm going laughs> I mean,
0: doll. My gosh, that was so funny. Yeah. Awesome. So do you plan on doing any other fun videos like that uh, as far as like having dolls or things like that and, and reviewing or what, what are your plans in the future for more videos?
6: I should have a um, I'm. It's the Revolution 200. Since I'm getting that, and there's really not any good information out on it, I want to do a good video on that one and I assemble it and run it in and let students use it and whatnot, and uh, and let people know what that's all about. And uh, also probably the Fly Products Factory R rider that I got, and then um, a jet Maverick as well. <laughs> um, yeah we just have a bunch of uh, like a bunch pre- of motor reviews yeah pretty much because we just bought a bunch of random stuff and uh maybe some reserve stuff i don't know i got i got like some really big reserves recently i got a beamer beamer 170 light so that'll bring me down real slow i got um charlie steerable 220 um which i'm going to use for tandem so we got all kinds of fun gear
0: just do you beamer have a steerable? steerable do you i got a beamer yeah. it's terrible um okay I, I got a Beamer. Um, I, I need it repacked, but I don't know if I want to go up and th- and toss it to see how good of steering it is or not. But um, <laughs> have you ever thought about going up and, and throwing reserves and talking about the reserves that you're selling to?
6: Yeah, actually. So we have an SIV um, tow club here and they keep asking us to join. But, you know, do I want to spend, you know, $2,000 to join the club or not? A good deal if you're doing SIV a lot but um, so if I was in that scenario I'd throw the reserve I, I think it'd be fun to throw reserves and do like reserve reviews that would be have, interesting
0: Have you ever um, done an SIV?
6: Yeah with Andy Fuller down at uh, Skylab SIV mm-hmm. I actually threw, um, I threw a few reserves there
0: I
2: almost threw I've up after watching three. that Have you ever thrown a reserve outside of an SIV? No. Nick Griffith wants to know
6: no, nope. nope, just I threw uh, three there, and um, I haven't thrown one outside of it. Luckily, we did witness some guy throw a reserve at bad apples, but he is totally fine. He landed, and I forgot he got all his stuff out of the tree, which it's probably a good thing he landed in a tree. Will Will Fly knows this. He took a
4: video of it, but um, yeah, yeah, and Sean got him out of the tree. He didn't yeah. even break a prop, didn't bend a cage piece. We totally saved his motor. He, I, don't know how
6: he, I don't know how he didn't bend his fr- uh, motor when the they, like, cut it down and it hit the ground.
4: Yeah, no, it, it almost hit the ground. We, Me and him ran up and called it, but the winch was going as we cut the line. As Sean Hayden was at the top of the, the ladder, the winch, as soon as he cut it, we started pulling the, the winch line. And so when it swung down, it – Barely missed the ground by like maybe half a foot.
6: Dang.
4: Yeah, so, like, was, he didn't even break a prop or anything.
6: Can you imagine like throwing a reserve? Yeah, it was. And then your paramotor almost gets obliterated <laughs>
4: from cutting it down.
6: Yeah. I don't
2: know.
6: And, and then by doesn't the
4: at all. $150 reserve. That's what he paid for that reserve. 150 bucks saved his wow. life.
3: Wow. Man, uh, it's only worth $150. I'll tell you what, we would not. <laughs> brave i mean then i thought it was like six eight hundred dollars you
6: know Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've spent like 10 oh my gosh 10 to 20 times that uh recently
2: cost me two thousand.
6: yeah they're not especially <laughs> these big ones i've been getting they're not, they're not cheap at all
0: the beamer that i got was 1200 but you're talking about um the bigger ones for your mm-hmm. trike
6: no i mean well the 220 is um for doing foot launch tandems and i would um yeah and triking to a certain degree and then uh the 170 is better for like solo or free flight tandems yeah.
0: and what do you think is better just just your opinion the round the square or steerable like a beamer
6: well um i think they're all pretty darn good if you get the new stuff like we threw four reserves collectively in SIV and and I think we threw some Angel. I threw a square. <clears throat> she threw a square that all of them came out really good. I mean, also Andy was repacking them. Um, did we throw any rounds? We threw a round. I don't know what it was though. But yeah. I like the angel squares. Um obviously the beamers really good. Like professionals like Theo DeBlick only use beamers. Like he has a a video where he's he throws like six emergency beamer and they always open very fast and he lands on his feet most of the time
0: that's what i heard i figured if i want to go down on a reserve i want something that can stick can you flare with the beamer
6: yeah that's authority. what i thought um it i don't think it has tons of flare authority but yeah you can and then also after siv like when i was first getting into motoring, i would get the lightest reserves because i just wanted lightweight stuff and I still want lightweight reserves, but nowadays I get like bigger reserves. Like my personal reserve is a Independence Ultra Cross 150. So, I mean, I weigh 160 pounds, and I have a reserve that can support up to 330 pounds for myself. Um, so, I just recommend bigger reserves for um, so you come down nice and slow if you ever have to use one.
0: Yep, smart. I agree. I'd I'd rather land on my feet than break an ankle, um, and I, I'm afraid that. Especially where I am, and you are too. You're in the mountain stuff too. So, you know, there's lots of power lines, there's trees, there's rivers. And if you're going to throw a reserve, I'd want a little bit of ability to maneuver around obstacles that I don't want to land in.
6: Yeah. And I think that's the benefit to the steerable. Um, uh, like this Charlie, actually, the, one, the Charlie steerable I just got, I didn't even know it was a thing. It's actually a square steerable, which is kind of weird um it's kind of interesting but i doubt it has much forward speed but at least maybe you could get a turn in uh to maybe get away from
0: an obstacle or something
6: but i doubt it has much forward speed
0: and what'd you say that was early who makes it
6: c-h-a-r-l-y i think is the uh, name of the company um and the proper name i'll have to look
0: it up so that's a square reserve that's steerable I, have, I haven't heard about that one so i'm gonna have to look that up yeah that's what, I like, that's what i like about doing these podcasts you always learn something i mean it's, it's awesome i love this stuff
6: yeah check it it's called the charlie diamond cross uh, reserve
0: so here's a question for you do you always fly with the reserve or do you fly with different reserves for different things and maybe not fly with the reserve in certain conditions or what, what do you, what is your take on uh, reserves?
6: I don't, I don't really ever fly without one. Like it's, that's why it's nice to have a front mount reserve. Cause like when we go places and we want to try stuff and they don't have a reserve on it, well, I can just throw one on the carabiners. Like for instance, aviator PPG at bad apples was had all their limitless new limitless paramotors on display without reserves on them. So I just threw my Beamer on it and I felt a lot safer going for that flight.
7: Yeah. And like when we've gone to literally any country, like, or when we go out to Utah um, and they're doing a bunch of free flying out there and we borrow gear from somebody, we always, the front mount's really nice. As far as like switching up reserves, our paramotors pretty much like we like to do a side mount because it's it's nice not to have it like slapping your lap while you're running. So each of us always have a side mount that just always stays on our motors, but for free flight, um my harness my harness does have a side mount also but we do have the one front mount and it's just nice for we never know what situation we're going to find ourselves in there's many times where that front mount has come in handy for like oh this doesn't have a reserve let's throw it on like mark said we just pretty much never fly without a reserve
0: i think that's a really good thing real quick everybody in the super chat if you fly a paramotor i know i ask this a lot Do you fly with reserve or without reserve if you fly with reserve what do you fly what do you pack what reserve do you pack
6: i have more reserves than i have stuff to put them on
0: do you really (laughs) yeah
6: i have like i'm looking at one right now that needs to go inside of something (laughs)
0: That is very interesting. I got one reserve. I got that Beamer with the, it's a front mount because I, I'm like you. It's like if I want to try something else or use a different motor, it's really easy to change. I, I like the front, um, the front mount. Uh, you guys in super chat, what do you think about front mount? Uh, in the panel, who flies with the reserve? <laughs> not- I have one. So I'm
8: I I'm in the same situation as uh, them. I've got a permanent on side mount on my MacFly fly that uh, I don't go up without it basically. And then I've got a gin uh, flight dash container, front mount container that I'm able to take with me. And it just clips in to the main risers on any machine. If I'm ever flying someone else's stuff or whatever that way, you know, which is really when you want to have, you know, reserve anyways, if you're not familiar with, you know, Whatever. I, I really like to have um that extra layer of safety of going up with a, a reserve that I know is good. It's my own and everything. So it's cool. the uh the advanced companion uh, round square SQR. That's it's a like a, a hybrid. So and it works really well.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, well, and JP is job. the only person I know that actually has thrown a reserve. Uh, you know, in a situation, actually had to toss laundry, it wasn't SIV. What happened? Uh, this was early on. This was, I was
8: probably a 30 hour pilot when it happened. Um, I was just uh doing like mild, mild wingovers, um, on a Pegasus 2. Actually, I scratched that, I was doing like a, a little spiral, and um, I had uh the Stabila line basically snapped. Um and it like threw me into you know not a bare barrel roll but a kind of a roll as much of a roll you can do on a pegasus and uh threw me the other way into a spiral and it just completely locked in. It didn't matter how much outside brake I, I put on because if you imagine it without the stabilo, the tip that wingtip is kind of just flapping in the air, and uh I wasn't able to pull out of it. And I started it at 3000 and Around the the one thousand foot mark is where I realized, you know, everything I was doing wasn't changing the situation. So, I threw it. um, It worked. It saved me. I landed in some some corn and uh, lived to fly another day. So,
6: dude, congrats! I love corn. That's why we should fly with reserves because you never know when something crazy like that's right. Aren't even doing anything that insane, and a line snapped on you. I mean, yeah, that's
7: like it's like it comes down. There was like a couple of weeks ago we were out in the field and there was a motor that didn't have a reserve on it. And it was, I think it was a a new student and he was like, Hey, will um, will you test my gear out? Which I guess is, that's pretty common for like new guys. They're like, I just got my gear, man. They want to instill some confidence in it. So they're like going to their instructor or buddy and they're like, will you just fly my gear? But he didn't have a reserve on it. He had his, his reserves, but he was missing the medallions to, or the mallions. <laughs> the medallions. <laughs> the mallions. I like medallions. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> we,
0: should, we should medallions. officially change the name from uh, mallions to medallions. It's I like medallions me. for
2: me.
6: <laughs> I think during training, we, we've had, it took us like a couple minutes to figure out what the proper name was with some students. It was funny.
7: So anyways. He wanted Mark to fly it and he's like, I have the reserve, but I don't have the mallions. And they were like standing there debating, like, well, I mean, nothing's crazy going on. Like, you could just take it really quick. You don't need a reserve. And we were like, meh. And then we stood there and I was like, and Brooke was like, if you want, I have mallions. And everybody was still kind of humming and hawing over it. And then finally, I was like, Let's just go get them. Let's just go get them. It's like probably 99% chance. Nothing's going to happen, but how horrible would it be if something did and all it took was like five minutes for us to throw it on. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's what it was. We went and got Brooks Mallions, took his mm-hmm. off and threw him on that motor. Mark took it up. Everything was fine, but it's just a matter of like, if it had, we'd all have been just absolutely beating ourselves up.
5: Yeah for yeah. not
7: taking the five, 10 minutes. That's all
5: it was.
6: Yeah. We have, um, I think the reserve was off on that one. Um, because it was we, new, we were, it was new or we were swapping around. So it was good to get it on there, um, for him, but yeah, we, all our student units have reserves on there before they, before they go up.
7: Yeah. This guy had like just gotten his new gear though. And he had it, he just hadn't attached it and was missing a million. So.
8: You send students up with reserves? Yeah. Yeah, we do know. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> can I can I hear about this? Because that's no, yeah, that please. seems to be the opposite. <laughs> that seems to be the opposite of what uh, a lot of schools do. What's what's your uh, thought behind that?
6: My thought is, I mean, a lot of schools might be like, "Well, we don't want our students to panic and throw." out. Well, to be honest, like, I'd rather have them panic and throw it then not have it in there up there and something actually really bad does happen <laughs> you know like sure. god forbid a carabiner breaks because of some faulty manufacturing process and oh i didn't want to put a reserve on there because i was afraid they panic mm-hmm. through it
8: you got no backup plan yeah. whatsoever without yeah
3: what about what about throwing the reserve from like a hang point test
6: yeah we do that while you're, while that. you're learning okay we have a simulator and we put a little reserve on the side and they can throw it.
0: Okay, cool. Yeah. Thinking maybe school should put at least a side mount one just to be careful. And you don't put the reserve on the main carabiner, right? You have it hooked up to the, uh, to the um, harness. Yeah. Yes. Wow.
6: Most, most of the time the harness, but sometimes the main carabiners, which obviously it's better to connect to the shoulder harness. You have, you have a second point of failure, but. Um, a lot of people connect to the main carabiner.
0: Interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. Did anybody see in the super chat how many people actually were uh, talking about, you know, having a reserve or not having a reserve, or did we just miss all that?
3: No, I saw. Uh, see, was it was it Bill? We didn't have a lot of response from that. Okay. Let me go back through while you're talking about something else. I'll, I'll find it for you. Gary
2: okay. Fly, he wanted to tell you guys that he, he had to leave, but he wanted to know you to know that he's a huge fan of yours and he's been watching your videos since he started flying. And he wanted to thank you for your service as well. He says, uh, thank you for your service to the country. We wouldn't be able to enjoy this great sport if it wasn't for
0: heroes like you, absolutely, thank you very much, Mark, for your service. We appreciate you, buddy thank you yeah, man. appreciate it
3: so yeah, um Sean, there was um okay. so let's see Bill h has an independence one forty and uh it's a front mount, and Don Wayne says he doesn't like a front mount, prefers a side mount, so assuming he has one and uh Greg Laney flies with a trike, but he uses it as a uses it as a reserve as a dash dashboard for his phone. That's kind of clever, I guess. And yeah, that's kind of neat. Shane Wyman just Shane Wyman just bought a reserve, haven't installed it yet. James Apco has a Apco made A20. And I think that's what we got out of the tree. But it was an 18, yeah. So yeah, Mac Fly Guys got an independence control 140. <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah so i think that's about it
6: cool yeah reserve talk is super interesting for some people but i think after you do siv and you throw some like it actually becomes a lot more
5: interesting I don't know. Why. <laughs> yeah like,
6: it's fun coming down on a reserve reserve purposefully uh when you you know you're told to throw it and then uh you really get to see how reliable they are and Kind of you fun. know
3: that, that that that's the scariest part for me about a reserve if i ever had to throw one was the total not knowing where you're going to come down you know if, if yeah. it's not terrible, you know am i going to land in a tree am i going to land in the middle of a lake i mean that's spooky
4: before at, before you throw, I you yeah
6: i agree i mean arguments probably um some people would argue that it's best to land in the trees obviously you don't really have much directional control of the around or square at all and sometimes not even with a regardless <coughs> depending on the level but um
7: if you asked i and i'm only saying this because i like happened to sit in on one of chris santa croce's like classes and he said this but if you ask chris santa croce where what kind of terrain you should be doing fun stuff over where like maybe you know you're going a little big and and you might get yourself into a reserve situation he'll say over trees
3: that makes sense because uh Keegan said that he didn't it it was kind of like a cushy, you know, it wasn't like an abrupt stop or anything. It was kind of a cushy, you know, stop. Yeah. So, they're uh, more forgiving. hmm I think. Yeah. Yeah.
7: I mean, of course, like they or they always do SIVs over water. So, but that's like, I mean, if you're coming down by yourself, you absolutely don't want to be going in water. No. Um, SIV is such a controlled situation, but I guess if you're if you have the option of having the chase boat and everything, water is going to be more pleasant. <laughs> if somebody can just come up and grab you, than going in a tree.
0: Yeah. I went to Andy's, uh, S I B also and threw a reserve. And that was a very interesting experience. Um, I threw a round, which is why I got the beamer because it's like, I went down pretty quick. And, uh, uh, if it wasn't in water, if it was like on land or something, I'm thinking that I probably would have sprained or hurt myself, uh, pretty bad.
7: I think I got really lucky. Like I came down so slow on mine. My head didn't even get wet. Like I just like was like a teardrop into the water. And so I felt really lucky that mine was so pleasant. Like it, I like got out of the boat and I was like giddy. And I was like, that was cool.
2: <laughs> yeah, you were the, yeah. You were the poster child
0: for SIV.
7: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I still like to go watch the videos we made. Sometimes they're fun to, to go back and watch again.
0: Yeah, it seems like every time, that, every time that I get a new wing, I go to SIB course just to see how that wing works. You know, even though I, I fly 28 meter wings, all my wings have been 28 meters. They all perform differently. You know, the Roadster 3 performed differently than the Gen Vantage, than the Apco, uh, Lift EZ. I mean, they all did weird things differently when you went and did your siv did you use your wing or one of andy's
6: both
0: both now when you used your wing were you able to kind of feel what your wing could do that you never felt like before as far as uh you know uh, motoring or or paragliding
7: could you feel it mark oh <laughs> for sure yeah
6: my, my did Falcon fucking tried to destroy my life i did like a full uh I was doing full frontals and some of them went all right and then one just like folded up in a ball and like sit me into like a sat and like a 50% collapse sat and uh I was grabbing the reserve and then everything started to come out and on riser twists and I let go of the reserve and I was like
5: all right good
0: (laughs) Yeah, coming out of riser twists, that's, uh, that's pretty good. I ended up almost, uh, I was in a riser twist and I'm like, should I try to fix it? Or should I throw the laundry? I'm like, let's just see if we can fix it. Uh, after doing an SIV course, did you feel more confident as a pilot? Like the first SIV course that you went to, do you feel like a better pilot, more confident in your gear, your wing in flying uh, before, than before going to the SIV course?
6: Yeah, I definitely think so, for sure.
7: Yeah, I think it it instills confidence in your your gear, but it also is just it's one thing to be like, okay, I know what to do when if I need to throw a reserve, I know where to reach and I know that I need to throw into clean air. And then it's a to- like a totally other thing when you're flying along and you got to you got to shake that diaper out and actually toss it. Um Whereas like, even if you practice that on the ground, it's good because you realize how hard that those can be to actually pop out of their little pouch. Um, But yeah, I don't, that's all, that's all I have to say. Yeah.
0: I I think talking about reserves and the safety aspect of our sport is pretty important also. Um, What other safety gear do you use when you go fly? Are you the type of person that always wear boots, a helmet, uh, ear protection, floats, uh, Mark and Elena, how, how do you fly? What, what What is your your safety things that you use?
6: Yeah, I always wear a helmet, um, sometimes double hearing protection because I've got tinnitus.
4: Maybe with, that's you. Yeah.
6: <laughs> um, no, but I like going, I'll go fly without shoes on. I mean, if I'm at the beach or something, but um, definitely if- flotation over water yeah. and then always a reserve, yeah.
7: So I'll, I'll say like kind of like a precaution thing though is like always have a phone or and just like some way of like you have an engine out and you get stuck somewhere of just being able to like call somebody or send the location or whatever so that's like that's an important one because that's something that happens a little bit more often than throwing a reserve it's just your engine goes out and you got to land in a random field and have somebody come pick you up
6: yeah it's not a bad idea for people to have like a garment in reach or something with them at all times when they're flying too because if you were to throw that reserve in the middle of nowhere Georgia and your phone has no reception at least you'd have a garment in reach you could hit a button and there comes an ambulance in a helicopter or something like that and I actually have I just recently got one of those personal locator beacons and sometimes I'll fly with it
0: is it that spot that you're talking about? The the one that's cellular, that's not cellular, but um, from a uh, satellite?
6: Yeah. Yeah. It's, I forgot the brand. It's like lime green. You have to unfold it and an antenna long antenna pops out and you press a button.
0: Okay. And that's like a, a service that you got to pay for yearly or monthly or something. No, that's no, free. Yeah.
6: yeah. As far as I understand, I mean, as actually a gift to me, so I should probably, look into it more, but I, I had been taking it with me on a couple different paragliding flights. Um, a Garmin and Reach, I, I don't know if you've got to pay for that one or not, I, I don't have one, but they're good things to have. A little pricey, but not a bad idea.
0: Gotcha.
3: Hey, I have a question, you were talking about SIVs and uh, I, I sat in Andrew Fowler's SIV, a uh, little clinic, or how are you? was explaining kind of the process, but do to get to a full stall.
0: What? I think Wait, we're losing you a little bit. Will
3: did I just freeze? I think I just froze. We can hear
0: you now. Can you hear me? Yeah.
3: Okay. So the first SIV is the, is the main purpose, kind of the, the main goal is to get to a full stall and how to recover it. Is that kind of the the purpose of it?
7: I wouldn't say I wouldn't say that necessarily no um I can't speak for like other SIV instructors but I think for Andy he kind of bases it case by case like he looks at where the pilot's at and um and what they need to focus on first first before they progress to that I mean I did them pretty quickly I don't know maybe that's a question that's a question for instructor but um that's something we both did in SIV. And I think that was like one of the biggest things I learned from there. I mean, we did all kinds of stuff, all kinds of like collapses and spirals and stuff, but the the but the stalls, there's like those are those are like really eye-opening.
3: <laughs> that's that's one reason I didn't want to take in SIB because I was a, I'm pretty much afraid of, a, of you know, stalling the wing, but the way he had explained it is, it seems like a stall is like a reset, you know, to a lot of maneuvers and or to a lot of times when things go wrong. But he was explaining how, you know, no, we'll do like B stalls. I mean, we kind of, it's a, there's a progression to it. It's not like, okay, full stall, you know, which is what I was thinking it was gonna be. So I guess there's, the SIV can be done in stages Um, and, uh, not all at once, you know, like a zero to a hundred in like, you know, your first lesson. So, uh, I'm considering doing that again. I I mean, whereas before it's like, no, that's not going
4: to be.
0: Well, 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 real quick. What, um, when I I went to the SIV course, course, When I went to the SIV course, a guy went there just to learn big ears. He didn't care about, about stalling. He didn't care about spirals or barrels or nothing you know he just wanted to know how to do big ears so his entire weekend was learning big ears that was it uh, when i went there it's like you know i said i want to feel what it feels like to have collapsed wings because one of the things that that scared the crap out of me when i first started was hearing about wingtip collapses and stuff like that so i'm thinking oh wingtip collapse so i'm gonna follow this guy you know when you do a 50 percent uh, collapse and you're still flying straight it's like well what was I afraid of? So you, you can actually go to an SIV course and say, Hey, this is what I would like to learn. This is what i like to feel. Um, It's totally up to you. Mark and Elena, when you went there, did you ask, uh, you know, to, to learn certain things or you just went through Andy's uh, program?
7: I think it was a little bit of both. I mean, I think I, I did way more than I thought I was going to do. I was like, pretty surprised, not su- I mean, I guess I shouldn't been surprised. I didn't really have any like expectations for how much I was going to do, but I did not think I was going to do sats and stalls. And I ended up loving doing those. So it's funny. I went in, I, I, I had like some fear going into it. Um, I definitely was very scared to do stalls, but then once I got into them, I actually enjoyed them and see the benefit in doing them. Cause like it can be a life-saving maneuver if you know how to do it to get yourself, like you said, uh, it's like resetting your wing, right? If you get yourself in some trouble, you can yeah. reset your wing. Um, and, uh, sats were a blast to me and I didn't think I was going to get to do those.
5: What you, Mark?
6: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just, the I same I catered it to how we were progressing. Um, I was just like, yeah, I wanna do whatever.
7: Yeah, he asked us what we wanted to do. We're both not the type of people that are like, man, I wanna do this and this and this. We're just kind of like, hey, we're here to learn from you. So, you know, whatever you think. And I I really think uh, Andy has this really good way of uh, going with his gut and kind of seeing what that pilot is capable of and, and what they are willing to do and maybe pushing them a little bit, um, out of their comfort zone, but not past what they're capable of.
0: Yeah. Um, I think JP has to go. Cool. You're on mute. Go uh, JP. Go. Always a
8: pleasure guys. Mark and Elena. Thank you so much.
1: yeah.
5: Thanks Wait, for all
8: the the great content over the years and sharing your lives with us and everything. It's a, just fantastic. I think uh two great fantastic people like sharing their lives with the paramotor community. I think uh you know a lot of people can can look up to everything you're doing because I think you guys got it figured out. All
7: right.
5: Thanks.
8: Awesome. Thanks. So,
7: yeah, thanks for saying that. That's nice.
8: Uh,
0: I mean it. I mean it. So all right, you're guys. Awesome.
8: You're a peach.
0: Bye. Well, don't forget JP is the president. The oh club. yes of the, of the, of the fan, fan club
8: good night man
0: all right guys take it easy right, nice. well it is eight o'clock or a little bit after eight o'clock because we've, we've been doing this for an hour uh how much longer do we have uh you mark and elena are you willing to hang with us for another 30 minutes or an hour or you got to go i just want to make sure that we don't hold you up from anything yeah we hey, no, pressure. no pressure <laughs> no I mean, we talked about
5: SIVs for
6: the whole 45 minutes,
2: so. Well, we got another question. Of, we got another question about the SIVs. Do you think that uh, an SIV clinic should be mandatory before someone becomes a USPPA instructor for paramotors? And that's from, I believe it was James.
5: Someone, I'm not sure.
6: Um, I mean, that... That would be interesting. I I don't think that's a bad idea. Uh,
7: I don't at all think it's a bad idea, especially because, I mean, there's some people who are like, they flew for years before they um, became instructors. So they got a lot of hours and experience. And then there is some people that like super early on become instructors. Um, I mean, I don't think I'm the person to say it should be mandatory but I do think it would absolutely benefit any instructor to have an SIV under their belt. Um, just to even be able to, I mean, like describe what it feels like to do a full stall yeah. <laughs> or like, yeah. yeah. and maybe they've done them on their own too. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I definitely think it's, it would be beneficial though to um, instructors to yeah. have that, yeah.
6: Yeah, if you ask gamer tag, he's gonna say yes to that. I think I've actually had that conversation with him, and he's like, "Yeah, I think every good story." Yeah,
2: yeah. actually, um, we got. It looks like Brooke said that he doesn't think it should be mandatory. He had done his for the great experience, but not necessarily to teach people what you want to. So exactly what you said.
6: I mean, like you said that dude went to go do big ears only. I mean, you could, you could be an in an almost being an instructor, you go to SIV and all you do is big ears and then you become an instructor. So now you have your SIV qualification, if that were even a thing for USPPA and really That's all you do years. So, I mean, it just depends like what you, yeah, I, I don't think it's necessary either, but it's, it's definitely helpful in terms of being able to describe things.
7: I mean, yeah, it just gives you another layer of uh, knowledge to impart.
6: It's not our job. It's not a USPBA jobs instructors teaching SIV level type stuff, but it's good to have that knowledge um, because students are going to ask about
7: stuff like that. Here's what I think it's helpful with too. Sometimes it's important to describe things. I think whenever you've been a pilot for a few years and then you're trying to teach somebody that's brand new how to do it you forget the things that weren't obvious to you in the beginning. And it's like, you forget that you have to harp on these little things of, of like safety. And um, I mean, it's, it's like the littlest things of even like, you know, this is how you lay your, your risers down or whatever. Fundamentals. Yeah. The fundamentals. So I think doing things like SIV courses.
3: um, How do you even get Greer out of ground?
0: um
5: get
6: what
0: Get what will what what are you saying
6: (laughs) all right I do have something to say there SIV doesn't make you any more qualified to be an instructor because you could just be really crappy at being an instructor in general you could be a great pilot but still be but suck at getting the message across so no I don't think SIV is necessary I mean you've got obese basketball coaches that can't play basketball but they're teaching basketball but you know what I mean? Like it's, it's helpful, but no, it's not necessary.
0: Yeah, I think it's just something good under your belt to say, hey, you know, this is what could happen. Uh, an SIV would be great, maybe in six months or a year after you know graduating or something like that. Yeah. Um, that what do you- I
7: agree with. I think you can do an SIV too soon. Uh, yes. I think- if you if you went to an SIV like 15 flights in, that would be horrible. I mean, the towing part of it would be super difficult for you at that point because, I mean, the, the kiting is important when you're being towed up. It's yeah. not like thoughtless to be towed up in an SIV. You kind of got to like be on it and make sure you're staying in a certain spot in reference Mm -hmm. to the boat and everything. And so somebody brand new might really struggle with that launch being towed up. Um, and yeah, I mean, there's things I work at the airport and there's certain things that like, we don't teach them people like right away, working out on the ramp because you don't want to overload them with things that just comes later. There's a progression to it. So I think you can do SIV too soon.
0: Mm -hmm. I agree. We, we had some wind, um, one day where if your kiting skills was not on par, you had to do reverse. You have to turn around and that's being connected to the tow boat. And, you know, tell me Mark and Elena, when you were being towed up there, um, you had to use some power on your arms to make sure that you stayed where you were. So it was almost like you were exhausted by the time that you got up to 4,000 feet. It was like, Oh, my God, I pinned off and now I'm sore because, you know, I'm trying to stay to this one side or something like that. At least that's the way I felt, but I'm an old grandpa.
6: Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of weird. It's definitely a weird feeling.
7: Yeah. I think I was more like mentally strained. I wanted to like do everything perfectly. So yeah, I think I was so focused on doing the toe perfectly that, uh, by the time you get, get to pull off, you're like, Whoo.
0: <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Was there any questions in the uh, on the panel or the chat?
3: Uh, okay. Just briefly, um, Tony Marzano wanted to know if Brooke Sheffield was single. He says he's asking for a friend. Friend, just throwing that out there. Brooke but single.
5: <laughs> Brooke single.
3: There you go, Tony. All right, and there we go. Tony, <laughs> I'm
1: gonna
3: say Tony, Tony Mike, you're a dork. <laughs> question for Mark, Question for Mark and for, for Elaine. What? Are we still on the Brook thing?
0: <laughs> I, I didn't it realize this ends. was a paramotor love connection, but apparently it is.
3: Yeah. It never ends. Twenty bucks is twenty bucks. Yeah, that's right, man. <laughs> that's what I, that's what they say. Hey, um, Mark and Elena, what is left on like the biggest thing left to do on your bucket list
6: thus far? And uh, is it are we talking about paramotoring? Yeah, yeah, paramotor. Yeah. Oh man, we've got some secret stuff coming up for sure. Uh-oh. It's it's so big that uh actually no one's ever done it.
3: Secret. Anything. You're not going to McDonald's, are you, man? No. Oh, <laughs> I heard I heard that's
0: never been done before.
6: This'll this will blow it out of the water, but um but Golden I'm correct. also not sucker god's channel, so it might not be that big of a video, but it, it's a bigger thing for sure. So no hints. No hints.
5: No
7: hints. <laughs>
6: But,
5: but it like is horrible. They're like, "What do
7: you want to do?" And we're like, "Something huge," but we can't tell you at all. But it's going to be awesome, but we can't tell you anything about it.
0: But it is yeah. paramotor related.
6: Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. You'll see it one day.
3: All right. Well, hey. T- what, T- Tucker your list, what's the biggest thing on your bucket list that you can tell us about? Oh uh, yeah,
6: that's a good one. Um, yeah,
3: really? Yeah. Because no you've done question. a lot, man. So I mean,
6: yeah. Good well, question. I mean, so many countries to go to. That's one thing. Uh, I
7: think we'd like to go back to Korea sometime.
6: let's Well, let's think some bucket list stuff. I mean, we did stuff in Korea. Yeah,
3: we did a lot in Korea.
6: I don't. You going to Egypt?
4: Rub it in.
6: Jeez. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> we did a lot of
5: Korea.
7: Korea was awesome. We still like just sit around and sometimes talk about like how cool that what an amazing experience it was. And how like we would go back in a heartbeat It was really cool there but um yeah I don't know I mean there's so many things we've talked about doing like everybody talks about somebody mentioned like Egypt and um I don't know there's so many cool places you can go fly I wish we could fly at all the cool places I think
6: I have I, my bucket list would be um I want to one reason I'm working towards this track and like pension pennies to get there is because I'd like to do something similar to what project airtime does where they're able to give free tandems to people who are disabled or, or people that aren't able to fly in some kind of way, or maybe they are able to fly, but you give them their first tandem for free. So that way one day they, they can, we can figure awesome. out a way to get you into the sky. Like I love what Chris Santa Croce does with oh. I'm wearing a shirt project airtime. Um, so, that would be really cool to do that. That's a big bucket list of mine that I think I've been thinking about for years.
7: We're big Chris Santa Croce fans, if you haven't noticed.
4: <laughs> yeah, why would you be? I mean,
6: yeah, dude's awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's a good dude.
2: So, what are some of your favorite places to fly?
7: I think where we live is absolutely beautiful. Uh, yeah. Around here is it's really great to fly. Moonshiners is killer flying too, though. Like Moonshiners flying has really pretty flying. Utah, love Utah. Every time, yeah, Utah is super cool. That's great for free flight because they don't have trees. <laughs> Not a lot of trees, at least. Yeah,
6: um, well, and there's just so many different places in this world that would be like way more way crazier than anything we've done we just haven't had a chance yet
7: Yeah, somebody in the chat iceland ireland or did they say iceland Iceland, which no no, iceland
6: ireland would would be totally
7: go to ireland
6: oh yeah for sure
7: but iceland too yeah
2: (laughs) what about your most epic flight like that just mind-blowing location where would that have been oh man biltmore
6: that was pretty good. That was a fun, that was a fun. Biltmore flight. was awesome. Yeah,
3: it
7: was awesome. We almost didn't even do it. <laughs>
6: yeah, it was cold that morning, I think. The Biltmore Estate in North Carolina.
7: Yeah, that yeah. was like right before. Yeah, that was Martin. awesome. He got sent to Korea. We were, he was like about to leave for Korea. And we were like, yes. we're going to do this flight. We got to do it now. Um. So yeah, we squeaked that one in right before he got sent to Korea.
6: Yeah, highly recommend that flight. As long as you're not like flying right over <laughs> did you have to get some special anything for that no this um it's pretty close to Asheville airport so but you're under the yeah. shelf so you just got to keep that in mind but no nothing yeah. special but because it is a very they have huge influence in this area built more um, of large everything of the land <laughs> yeah. are very wealthy like you don't want to do anything to make it mad or else it yeah. could ruin some stuff <laughs> right
3: yeah man you did take off take out what is it, runway three, four, and just head straight? Yeah, right. I'd
7: say somebody asked though, like what's one of the most like mind-blowing ones? Yeah. Flying through Charlotte's airspace was so cool. It was one of the coolest things. It's not even that it was like the prettiest flight in the world, but it was like a huge international airport that we got to buzz the runway twice. That was so cool. Yeah, Todd, Todd's in the chat. That one of our most epic flights is with Todd.
6: Yeah, I mean, to be on a runway that's two miles long, and it you know how slow we go, and it takes forever to get down. Like the <laughs>
7: 15 minutes to, to go, and we got to do it twice, so we were just, like, buzzing a huge airport for 30 minutes. It so and, cool. and
6: the white strip. The like white lines down the middle of the runway when you're landing in an airliner look pretty small, but when you're on a paramotor, they're literally like <laughs> twice
5: as wide yeah. as you. <laughs> or, I don't
6: know.
3: There's like the size, I, a, uh, what, the size of a uh, what size of a freaking runway, these right white strip bus, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah.
7: The, like when we were coming in, there's a couple of runways that run parallel to this outermost one that we were able to fly on. We were coming in, and there's like a 737, just on approach right next to us like it it's just so it's really cool that was a really cool flight
6: yeah i if y'all can if y'all have a friend in atc at a class bravo airport who can uh coordinate with the city the airport and who else did he, i don't know he he coordinated with like three different organizations to get the to make it happen legally then definitely do it. <laughs>
7: I would like to do it. I work at Asheville Airport for United, and I would really like to one day, like, talk, figure out who I got to talk to to be able to buzz
3: the airport that I work God, at. Oh, that'd be
6: so, so awesome.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that'd be fun. I got a name for you, Elena Bob Carter. Bob Carter in the Tower. In
7: the Tower at Asheville? Yeah good to know i'm gonna his write his
3: name down. was my uh that was my fir- very first i was her very first student and uh she was my first flight instructor cindy carter she still instructs wow. there, i think
0: wow and and in case you didn't know will fly actually has his ga so he actually flies airplanes and paramotors cool
5: cool
3: wait
0: that was your first will are they they they're still letting
3: i was going for my private yeah yeah
0: she was okay, uh, good. first instructor
6: Nice. Yeah. And you also know John Fadock at Hendersonville Airport. Yeah. And
3: I'm, you notice I didn't ask if you said hello this time. Did you notice that, man? I
6: didn't want to put you on the spot. <laughs> I, I can't remember if I've told him or not. I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> I don't see him as uh, much at all, really. <laughs> yeah.
3: That's a great area to fly. It's just beautiful. Yeah. especially. But, the- hey, that's on my bucket list to fly around in a paramotor around you know hendersonville Asheville, you know never done that
6: come on over i mean you're not that far not at all definitely yeah
0: is a icarus race on your bucket list
6: yeah i was just talking to i think judson at bad apples about that i don't think they're doing one this year but i i mean i don't think they've done one since like a long time i'd like to do that for sure and i think um yeah i would do it
0: that's I'd on fly. my bucket list too.
6: I'd fly across the country. I want to do that too. I want to do a lot of stuff that um, Kirby, that requires money.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: well, I mean, get up with Harley Mon- uh, Mel. Yeah, Harley he, 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 and he some did, money. Yeah, yeah, with he does the 50x. He's flown in every single state, including yeah. Canada and art Canada, including, including um, Alaska. Did I say that? yeah, Alaska and um, Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah, what?
1: yeah, when
7: he was doing his flight across the country when we were still living in Louisiana when Mark because Mark was still in the military and uh, he wanted us to meet up with him but we actually were able to surprise him. We like what did we do? We drove to where no, we flew all the way. Yeah, around.
3: you met him out in the middle of somewhere.
7: I can't remember where we launched from but we didn't launch from where he landed. Did we? Yeah,
6: we launched from a Un- Unplanned. We, yeah.
7: we launched somewhere nearby and then we we like he pulled up like I mean it was like perfect timing like we were there and then he pulled up in the sky and I think he was really really surprised he didn't think he was gonna see us in the sky but it was he was cool. just
6: tired and ready to land yeah <laughs> but we went and ate. before the I think 30 minutes after sunset he was trying to be legal so we had to get on the ground but yeah was- yeah I think that was the first video of yours I watched
2: Oh, cool. Cool. Oh,
0: cool. I have a question about the apps that you use. What kind of apps do you use to check weather? And do you uh, use any particular apps uh, as you're um, flying to keep track of your flights? Um,
6: I generally don't keep track of my flights unless I'm uh, free flying. Um, and for that, I would use like fl- my Flymaster or I would use like Live Tracker. And then if I'm, mostly when I fly paramotor, I'm pulling up AvAir because I have an Android, so I don't have a good app. So I use AvAir for determining airspace and altitude and speed. And then for um, Elena, she'd use Fly Sky High. And then for weather, I do, I primarily use Windy. Um, and sometimes I'll look at the local METARs at the airports nearby. Um, and then,
7: What's that one website that's like a man's name?
6: You know Ryan, Ryan Carlton Yeah, Carleton. yeah. And then yeah, the balloonist. And yep. Brooke showed me I kite surf, which is pretty cool too.
3: Yeah, I use Ryan Carlton all the time.
6: I haven't heard the one. I kite surf.
0: I kite surf. Woman.
6: Yeah. Okay. Um, hot Buttered Productions uh, said they use Bumble. <laughs> <laughs> They use
0: Tinder
7: while <clears throat> well in flight.
6: Hey, I mean, if you had a, if you're going to land at your honey site, you know.
0: <laughs> so yeah, that, that's a good question uh, for all the people in the super chat. Do you use apps to fly as far as your weather and also keeping track of when you fly? I use the Skyfly High mostly because it'll automatically go over to uh, LiveTrack24 for me. So i can keep track that way and windy and Ventusky are my two wind uh apps that i use pretty much all the time how about you guys on the panel real quick what do you what do you guys use, Brooke, windy. You use any apps yeah i use, yeah, I, use I mean for
2: the winds a lot
0: and i just use what mark said
1: <laughs>
0: and jim i didn't hear what you said bud
2: I use PPG Zone for the winds aloft. I really like it because you can you can select the each hour that you want that's going in advance, and then it's got the direction. It's got like an arrow as a direction of the wind, as opposed to the degrees. So it's really easy visual reference, and then it's got the inversions as well. That's right.
0: PPG Zone uh, has one that's very similar to Windy, but it's a little bit more advanced. I forgot about that. Thanks for reminding me.
2: I so, can't figure out how to make my Windy one, the Winds aloft, work.
6: You need to hard click. Oh. Yeah, hard click on if you're on your phone, hold down your thumb, hit show weather picker. And then on the right, you have to go to the menu and you can <clears throat> roll. To all the way up to forty five thousand feet.
2: Roll. Oh, okay.
6: Yep. Yeah,
7: so. So it's like a hard press, and then that
2: thing will pop up. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you said it So yeah. because okay. of that, and with those little hearts on there, I'm like, okay, I'll try that.
0: So, so the hard press opens up a different menu. Like, yeah. Look
6: okay. at all these hearts. <laughs> <laughs>
7: Yeah, the, the hard press. And I don't know if you want to hard press on a heart, maybe just on like a blank spot, hard press and release, and then it'll show up the weather picker.
6: I think I flew everywhere in South Korea.
7: Why is he laughing so hard?
6: <laughs> no, I'm not. anybody
7: <laughs> saying something funny?
6: I don't know. No? Good night. <laughs>
2: Spotlight.
5: Oh, you got no to
6: Means yeah, really- yeah, show
0: that again real quick because uh, uh, DP was laughing and we couldn't see it. Was there something private <laughs> on
3: my phone? He's still laughing. Oh, yeah, man. That, that was a cool picture, Mark. <laughs>
5: <laughs> I'm afraid to show it
3: now. Doesn't take much to get DP laughing.
0: No, it doesn't.
7: <laughs> I still don't know why he's laughing, though. <laughs>
0: I don't know.
6: Oh well, but since he's not going to tell us, I got one more good app. It's called. Okay. I think I pay for it, and I use it mostly for free flying. But it's called XC Skies. It's and it's really good for uh, if you guys start thermaling midday or whatever.
3: Cool. Oh, hey, there was a there was one that you uh, mentioned just before my battery died on my laptop. It was uh kite. What was it? I kite surf.
7: I kite surf.
3: I kite surf. I'm going to check that one out.
0: Yeah. Another one that um, I just found too is called PPG Flyer and um, it's a really good one. It's free and it's very similar to the Skyfly High. Cool. Yeah. I think I used to use that.
2: It was kind of a quick show there, Sean. Sorry. Yeah.
0: it was like... (laughs)
2: You won't. Uh,
0: have to merge if it showed no. it before. All right. It is uh, 8.30. So how about we do 30 more minutes, but we do an after show where we can bring on anybody in the super chat that wants to jump on the panel. Does that sound good? Sounds good.
7: Okay, okay, pal. What's that? I said okie dokie, pal.
0: Okie dokie. All right. So I'm going to enable the waiting room. And uh, while I find the meeting ID and passcode, was there any other questions um, in the chat or on the panel for Mark and Elena?
2: There's a really nice question here by Alex. Interesting question. Do you guys fly or do, do you find yourself flying for YouTube videos or do you fly for fun mostly?
7: and happened to make youtube both i'd say too though sometimes when we set out to like actually make a youtube video they end up being so much fun like the popcorn video where we threw we once threw like this huge bag of popcorn i thought it was silly mark kept this nasty stale popcorn for like a year
6: i actually had the army the army some korean gave it to me and um (laughs)
7: these koreans gave us this huge bag it was huge and i
6: literally i put it in the uh the i think it got shipped back on a plane or what however they ship our stuff back in some kind of a crate and uh popcorn made it all the way back to louisiana i think it was like a year and a half later i threw that popcorn from a paramotor (laughs) how many kernels how many kernels did you eat elena
7: none
6: I think some landed in her wing which like opened up her wing, like a few months ago and there was popcorn, <laughs> popcorn in popcorn. So in that it. would make it like <laughs> eight year old popcorn.
7: I tried to get Mark to throw it away so many times. Mark was like, no, I'm going to make a video with this. I'm like, you've had it for over a year. It's nasty stale popcorn. Throw
1: it away.
5: <laughs> yeah. And then
7: when we finally did it, it was so funny. It was really, that was fun i
5: love it. Now
1: I have that's a cool fun. story i love
6: that <laughs> and now i have some more expired popcorn i told her not to throw it away because i want to throw it in a thermal and see if it'll like ride up with me this is
0: way oh up. that would be cool i didn't even think about something like that
6: yeah, yeah that is I a good know, idea i know like lightweight stuff I was like, when i'm thermaling and i see like a feather or a leaf like in front of me i'm like i might be hitting a thermal soon or, like, if I smell cow poop at, like, 5,000 feet, i like, that thermal was established right down there at that cow pasture. It's like, so I wonder if popcorn would, would climb with me. That's
5: great.
6: Might be
2: too heavy. I think if I saw leaves going past me, I'd be wanting to get out of the air really fast.
6: Yeah, right? You're like, why are these going up and I'm going down? Exactly. A
0: dirt devil. I don't know what you get indicator. Have you ever flown and looked up at your lines and all you see is spider webs?
6: Yeah. Yes. A bunch of Charlotte Webb babies.
5: <laughs>
0: yes. yes.
6: <laughs> yeah, that's like from the movie. I think I actually put in my video one time I mentioned that. Oh, and so then funny. I I took a clip from Charlotte's web where like they all start, they all go off onto their journey into the sky. <laughs>
7: <laughs> but uh yes. the pig's name.
0: Will? No. No. Wilbur, no Wilbur. Wilbur, He's <laughs> like,
7: Where are you guys going? And and they're like flying away. And Mark put a caption and was like, "We're going to fly into Mark's wing."
5: <laughs> <laughs> I
7: don't <know>. That's good. <laughs> I wish I could remember what video it was too. It was so funny.
3: <laughs> that was my favorite book growing up.
5: Yep, yeah,
3: it was. Yeah, I think it's one of the first books I read.
5: It's a good all one. the
3: way through. You know.
0: Great movie because I don't read much. Same. <laughs> hey, man, that's okay. Don't you worry about it now, Bo. Yeah, and I can never remember if, if I can never remember. Is it Babe or Wilbur, right? Oh, I like Babe. I too.
7: love Babe too, yeah. That'll wow, do. Ram, you.
0: That'll do, Piggy. That will do. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I can't believe she just
2: <laughs> rammed you. Oh,
3: we,
2: got another question. we got another question here from James. He's wondering whether you ever see yourself flying helicopters again for a living.
6: Yeah, I should be flying one soon. Our, our, one of our local uh, paramotor friends just bought a helicopter, so and he's learning. <laughs> learning.
1: Why are you laughing?
6: He
3: does that to everyone. Don't take it personal.
6: <laughs> he, he's laughing because it's ridiculous that someone bought a helicopter they're so expensive
0: he's he's just a very happy guy which is awesome that's, <laughs> that's,
5: nah, very. Know, that's
0: he's very I positive know. very happy yeah,
1: yeah. when he laughs then I start laughing I don't even know what he's laughing now, but he's laughing
4: it was the whole <laughs> my thing
6: okay sorry <laughs> he, he reminds me of uh, Richard <laughs> <of our> <laughs> yeah But yeah, so our buddy Bill bought a helicopter. He's getting helicopter training, and so he wants me to fly in a helicopter with him and said if I wanted to be a flight instructor that he'd actually let me use his helicopter. So you never know.
0: There you go. That works. Yeah. Yeah we are officially in the after show ladies and gentlemen so if you want to jump on and uh, just hang with us and and talk with mark and elaine the honeycutt and the rest of us in real life not through a chat you're more than welcome to join us also if you'd like some of these wonderful stickers that we got from uh, carepp.com which is jim's company uh, just let me know you can Contact me by texting me on my cell phone, 501-747-3558, to say, hey, this is whoever you are, and i like some free stickers. And if you already won some or asked for some over the last couple of weeks, sorry, I didn't have any, but I have some now, and I will send them out very, very soon. So please text me and let me know. I'll put that in the chat real quick. John Wayne's in the house. What's up, bud?
3: hey john wayne
1: what's up cowboy man he
3: is the only person i know that can withstand 90 degree temperatures wearing a freaking long sleeves thermals on one of them uh fleece whatever it is shirts it's a tough man
1: tough he is he's a tough cowboy john wayne
0: john wayne the real john wayne uh,
7: Todd real, has to lot of
6: apples, but he knows about the fly products. Rider with the factory R.
7: Todd missed the part of the show where we told everybody that because he
3: doesn't care about us.
6: Yeah. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so I thought you test flew the factory R.
6: Yeah, on um on a limitless from Aviator PPG.
3: Oh, okay. So how was the limitless? What do, does it? What was it like? to fly. Um,
6: I, I thought it was fine. I mean, I think the fit and finish looks really good. It, look, it looks like a good paramotor. It's really customizable. Like, you can literally, like, make the swing arms go up or down from where they connect. You can move. You can widen them. You can bring one out further one way or the other. Um, they might. I don't know a ton about it. Maybe they even have more customization that, like, if you call, you can do certain things. Um, because the company they're working with is uh has really helped them customize things but in flight i mean it was it was fine i mean i'm used to the fly that has like stellar torque compensation so it was oh, different you- motor what's up
3: different motors isn't that the one that could like you could put different motors on it without much trouble at all i think it uh- I think-
6: I'm not sure. I didn't ask him about that. I I just flew the factory R on it, which had a lot of power. <laughs> Up
3: to the three of right. right on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's right. We um had uh we we last um was it last episode we checked to see or we asked. How many people we think was going to be over at Bad Apples? We had that little contest going. <clears throat> so, how many people actually made it to Bad Apples? What's the official count? And uh, does anybody have that list that we did last week? I do. Oh, my goodness. I do. I saved it with Dave, Dave Wolf.
5: Uh-huh. Yeah.
4: Yep. I've got it because I'm annoyed. Hang on. Can't
2: yeah, go
5: over. Up,
4: Will.
0: Yeah, so what we did last week, in case you didn't join us, what we did is we, we guessed at how many official pilots were registered or going to be registered at Bad Apples, and uh, whoever won gets to win some free stickers.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I forgot
7: about
2: that. That's right. Way gotta more than 301. One. you got to be. That's great. We'll talk with
0: so while uh, DP is finding yeah, sure. that out, we will continue chatting uh, a little bit. So we got a couple of people that jumped in. John Wayne, Riverford Cassidy, uh, Austin jumped on. Um, you guys have any questions for Mark and Elaine? Or just hanging out with us? Hanging out. All right. Good deal. <laughs> the more I'm the merrier. Although... Uh- I, I can't
6: say I do really enjoy Mark's videos. Um, it's pretty good, pretty good entertainment.
3: Thanks, man. Yeah, man. I really enjoyed the one where you're trying to launch from what is that? Your front yard or side the driveway yard? Driveway
0: video. That one was gnarly. <laughs> yeah,
2: that was pretty
3: cool.
0: That
2: was awesome. had
3: me worried.
6: <laughs> yeah, that was that was fun. I just um, actually I tore two of my gliders doing that. So it was it was definitely. Oh my gosh. It was a costly event, unfortunately. Yeah, well,
2: I knew
3: you, I knew you tore one. I didn't know you toured two of them. Really? Yes, my
6: successful flights from there were all, I think, both on the Buzz Z5. Um, And that one I tore, I think it hit a bush and like just tore the leading edge. And I didn't even realize it. I might have even launched successfully with it like that. It's just such a tight spot. Like,
5: it's just not not worth it. It's a super
6: gimmicky spot because it's, tough to fly from you have to have strong winds so you can like bring up the wing and take off in two steps and then um and then you're launching you're putting your wing in a dead spot so it's hard to inflate it even when there are strong winds and then uh yeah it's tight so i i grabbed a stump that i didn't even know was there so have you ever launched from there on the first try no i don't think so no yeah well when i first try is in like first inflation no
3: yeah, I guess conditions have to be like perfect, you know, and some luck on your side, too.
6: Yeah, it's just like, I mean, trying to inflate a wing on a hill on a like. I don't know how to explain it. So yeah, it's just it's it's tough. A wing and a prayer. I to lay out my wing.
0: I do have a question real quick. If uh, since you have so many different wings and you've been flying for so long, um, if you were happen to uh, land in a tree or something like that, would you go through and try to look at the wing yourself or would you send it in to a professional to have your wing checked?
6: Coming from someone who has professionally landed in a couple trees. uh (laughs) Um, i don't think i inspected either one (laughs) and i flew them and yeah without inspection ever and they were both fine i just personally inspected it myself (laughs) and uh never had any issues Um, but i it's not a bad it like if you it depends on if you like were to come down hard and like on his reserve toss or something but um at that point he had already busted lines anyways but yeah i mean it's not a bad idea to send it in for an inspection
0: do you regularly send in your wing for inspection or do you inspect them yourself
6: Uh, i I would send it in you know it was standard um time frame it says on the wing like two years or 100 hours or whatever depends on if you leave it in the sun more than other wings i guess
0: and real quick if you are in the super chat and you do fly paramotors how often do you send out your wing do you do what the manufacturer says do you inspect it yourself let me know in the super chat thank you The dp did you get that taken care of Have you figured it out yet or are you still looking well i sure did sean
4: what do you want to know here i got all kinds of numbers here from
0: all well, the, the f- first first of all what is the official number of registered pilots from bad apples does anybody know
3: 301? I thought 304.
5: I, I heard 301. 304.
0: I heard 301. Huh. I heard 350, we... but I don't know. 301, I'm oh. sure. Well no, Would... I didn't win. 350? No. I heard I heard 350. I heard 301. I heard all sorts of numbers. Does anybody know the Lots official? of lies? Lots of lies. No, I had nothing official. Four, six, why
2: didn't why three, doesn't David say something? He's in the chat. Who? David 301 Wolf. was announced by David. Yeah, yeah come on, oh, 301.
3: Okay, yeah, okay. Wolf. I was
2: 450, and Dave Wolf happened to be 451.
3: How strange is that?
0: Anyway. Okay. Wow. I just looked at the Super Chat. Everybody's saying 301. Okay. Well, shoot. I guess I should have looked at the Super Chat before asking everyone. Okay. So the official well, is 301, David okay, Wolf then. just said officially 301.
3: Okay. So from that night, then. that means john wayne wins with 250 because the next lowest one is 350 from you sean no two eighty.
2: i guess all right how many how many total
3: 301 was the total my guess was 289 301 was the total
0: yeah yeah, 301 was the official count at Bad Apples said. Yep.
3: So Will had 289, Sean had
5: 350.
3: Mm. Yeah, that's the next closest. What did so I Will, get- had, Will had 289 and Sean had 350.
0: So, looks well, like I guess Will I was expecting it. more. Yeah.
7: But there's a lot of guys you didn't register, I bet.
0: Probably. Well- <laughs> Well, so screw this. Time, well, time. I mean, I I guess that I mean we, you know it's just a fun thing that we just did, and and you know we we're looking at the official registered pilots. Um, Sorry. Sorry. Wow, I don't know. He what got to slow
4: down on that Dairy Queen drive-through. Yeah, that was.
0: <laughs> I, I think it's he's hot, on his. Are you on your Are you on your Segway? Because that thing is really hauling some butt, dude. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's starting to rain and when that happens i haul some butt
4: you got that new nine bot or something there, man? Rain, rain.
0: oh yeah that's something that i need to ask uh mark and lana do you guys have uh any personal um uh, wheeled things that you like like the nine bots or um or electric bikes maybe one wheels or what, what do you guys uh have as far as like a personal um
6: Bicycles. We Electric have, we did, thingy. We would love to
7: have all those toys. We
4: Don't even play. start, Mark. Tell them the truth. <laughs>
6: uh, every time we're at the training field with Brooke, I'm always stealing Brooke's one wheel. He brings it and sets it out, and then I step on it and use it.
0: <laughs> um, the, no, we, know, we David, in the David Wolf in the chat oh, no. said, more importantly, what was the grand total raise for Resurgence PPG? Amen. Someone and said, I kind of have the answer to that. And I do not know, but... I want to say it was
2: $30,000,
3: somewhere
2: thereabouts. Holy smokes.
3: Tell me about it. Will back your camera up. I don't want to see your lips
0: like that.
5: <laughs> <30 minutes>. <laughs> 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 we,
0: we know that your teeth are white. Thank you very much. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> Yeah, I tasted.
3: Thousand dollars is what I heard. Dave in the chat would have the exact number, but it was it was an enormous amount.
0: Okay. Yeah. Um. Darren Locklear said thirty thousand. Um. If uh, if that's oh, and James also said thirty thousand. That is incredible.
1: I would say.
0: And it couldn't go to a better cause. I totally agree. That's
1: right.
0: Totally agree. Right. Hey, look at how many people we have here right now. Let's do another thumbnail real quick since we have so many people. Is that all right? Oh,
1: gosh.
0: Let's oh, do one gosh. more thumbnail. Keep your glasses on. It's all right. No,
1: I always take them off for
0: pictures. Let me see if I can remember this. Hey, I where's my cowboy hat? I think
1: Man. it's
0: command shift three, right? Four. Four <laughs> is to, to do what we want. Three is to just take the shot, right? Three does the whole screen. Four yeah, you can select. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I can. I can.
1: Can you do it?
0: All right, ready. Three, okay. two, one. Cheese. Wait a minute. Did did it work? One more? Yeah, it did work. Okay, I got it. That get it? was that was the best oh, one for Mark. Did you see what Mark did? Okay. That was incredible. He's so silly. I love him. Mark is <laughs> <laughs> <he's> so silly.
1: <laughs> Thumbnail pictures are like so like stressful. You know, I mean.
0: It's stressful. Okay,
1: yeah, just a thumbnail. And then I get like, oh my God. Okay, hold on. Okay, I got to put my makeup on. Hold on. I'll be right back. I
5: and-
3: got a question for Mark and Elena. All
6: right. Have you all been to
3: Bucky's yet?
6: No, I've never been to one.
2: Dude, look at all these pumps. <laughs>
6: <laughs> Whoa. It
0: We're is really-
6: a huge freaking store. They're
3: coming our way, but let's see it again, real quick. Bris- oh, wait. Yeah.
0: yeah. Hey man, they got Circus Peanuts. Holy yeah. smokes, circus
1: we're all hey. walking with you. <laughs> like never, over 200 pumps.
3: That's crazy. I've
0: never seen anything like that before, dude.
3: I haven't either. This is the first day this one's this one is open. I wanna oh, go wow. are you I in, there. Are you in
7: South Carolina?
3: Yeah, South Carolina now. That's How a brand new that? one
7: in Florence.
3: Yes, yes.
7: Passed right by it like a week or two ago, and I wanted to go so bad, but it wasn't open yet.
3: Yeah, me too. I pulled off the interstate and everything, and it said closed, <laughs> and everything, And, and everything. everything. Was that funny, Dave?
4: <laughs> it was, I pulled off the interstate and everything did everything. <laughs> Whatever else you could add to pulling off the interstate, I did it. <laughs> holy
6: mackerel <laughs> look at
1: that he's looking no he's that is it ice cream right now man he's going for the ice cream
0: he's going for a blizzard look at
6: all those, look at all those ceiling lights in there yeah, hope he's his
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well man i tell you this has been a really really fun entertaining podcast i've really enjoyed this a lot mark and elena you guys are so adorable sweet humble you guys are amazing Um, and i thank you guys so much for jumping on and and uh sharing your time with us
6: yeah absolutely it was a good time
0: absolutely uh thank you oh my pleasure It's always good to see you guys i saw you guys uh, last year at bad apples so it's been a long time since since we actually hung out hung out we need to hang out even moonshiners. more. Yeah, moonshiners. Yeah, moonshiners is coming up. Yeah, so might have to do that since I miss bad apples. <sighs> cannot believe I missed bad apples.
3: I think moonshiners definitely moonshiners for me. Absolutely. I'm planning yeah. on
0: going to moonshiners.
3: Yeah. Gosh, didn't moonshiners suck though last year?
0: No <laughs> way. Weather. The wind <laughs> was weird, but the but the company was amazing.
4: Yeah, but the, the winds were was just. Awesome
0: the wind That's over nice. there is always yeah. so gnarly. Yeah, just pick a direction.
3: But to have that <laughs> freaking stream right there, right next to the field as a diversion or something to do during the day, it's awesome.
0: Like yeah, like landing good, in it? Good trout yeah, sitting in Rome day. Creek. Like landing in it will? <laughs>
5: <laughs>
3: yeah. Like setting up a tent or a canopy and just sitting your chair in there and sitting around in a circle and yeah, you know, just kind of chilling. I really did like that. I
0: uh, just really I, I had a blast there too.
6: Yeah, you can do that at our training field. You can uh there's a creek right there. You can uh you can get in there when it gets too hot while you're kiting.
5: don't oh, right.
0: the training field is is it a big enough training field that maybe you could hold like a your very own fly-in?
6: Oh yeah, it's it'd be perfect for that. The problem is it's uh it's a private sod farm, so I don't know would allow it and but he does want to get trained to fly. The owner, so you never know. He might change his, um, he might change his opinion on that. If, um, but it's still like a private place. We don't tell people about unless they're like hit us up and we get them to do the proper chain of events. I got gotcha. you. So 259 oh. is how many pumps there are.
4: Oh, jeez! Thank you, Will. Oh, I can just go to sleep now. To
0: <laughs> Well, he got his 10,000 steps in.
3: Yeah, man. I can't wait till they come you know, to North Carolina.
0: Dead. Love y'all.
5: See you. Thanks so, for laughing
7: at us all night.
5: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he put himself on mute so we can't hear him laughing.
3: <laughs>
0: on mute. I'm God
3: good. You like you. On your I love you guys. Seriously. Yeah, and it's
0: good to see you, DP. It's been a while. Thank you. you.
3: I'm going to see you all at the next flying. Damn it all!
0: Absolutely. And and I saw your post on uh, Facebook. Congratulations. Thank you. Absolutely.
6: I love going under the knife. It's so nice.
0: (laughs) I love you. Any other questions uh, before we call this a night? Uh, any questions in the Super Chat? Any questions or anything on the panel? Flying Flamingo Jade, good to see you, girl. Thank
5: Jade.
1: you. Hi, everybody. Hey. Hi. Hey. Hi, Will.
5: Hey.
1: Oh, I thought you were leaving. Are you leaving? You're no, leaving. I was waving
3: to Jade.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
0: We we couldn't really see the direction you were waving at. I'm sorry. Well, Mark and Elena, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much for your time. Um, you guys are awesome. The cutest couples uh, flying I've ever seen. Never, and, ever ever. Uh, can't wait to to see you at Moonshiners. Um, and where else are we safe? Um, uh, Dave Purdens and EFD. EFD. I'm gonna try to make it to at least one of these coming up. So. Uh, appreciate you all uh for jumping on um and, and hanging out with us. John Wayne for jumping on and Austin, Riverford Cassidy, thank you guys for jumping on, and hanging out with us. Uh Flying Flamingo Jade, Brooke, uh, Paramom USA, Living Anderson, thank you for for being with us and uh being our cheerleader yeah. and getting people to be on the show. I mean, you got I mean, you were able to get Mark and Elena Hunnicutt. I owe you. I owe you five bucks. <laughs> uh,
1: well, I couldn't do without for us. But, you know, then Brooke lets me know, and then then I reminded Mark, I said, okay, you got to show on money, your time to shine. And I always put a little reminder in there on Fridays or Sundays, so the guys know, you know, they can get a re know, you know, what's going on. And, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Brooke.
0: Yeah, thank Everybody you, Brooke. Thank yeah, you, you, Mark you and Lena.
1: Thanks, Brooke.
0: Absolutely. And Jim, for, for printing out all these things from Canada that smell like maple syrup. So when you get them, just go, Smell hey, smells like maple syrup. Smells like Canada, eh? That's what it's all about. And Will Fly PPG, all of his awesome videos at willflyppg.com. Mark and Elena, uh, Honeycut, all of their information is down below. they are links for YouTube and everything. So make sure you go there and subscribe if you haven't already. So um, subscribe. Hit that bell notification something's something's coming in the works that they said that they can't tell us about that you got to so hit that bell notification go there and and hit that up i saw elena's um youtube you haven't posted anything about two years so are you just posting everything together on one channel
7: yeah pretty much once we got married and we were together all the time it just didn't make sense (laughs) to be (laughs) separate videos anymore there you go one of these days i'll just like randomly throw one up there again
0: Absolutely. Now, remember tomorrow, uh, there's also another podcast uh, uh, pair more hangouts with uh, Shane and Eric and will, who else will is on and Mark and Mark McElroy. That's right. yep. From uh, Paralife com. And if you don't, if you haven't, if you want a really good shirt, go to uh, Paralife com. Mark has the best, softest, amazing shirts ever um i have a merch uh uh, thing too that helps support this channel iloveppg.com and you can always look down below and uh, we have some things uh uh, underneath this video uh, that helps support the show we don't have sponsors we just have you guys so anything in the super chat just goes to buying more stickers sending them out and all that fun stuff so we definitely appreciate everything you guys do also on uh so that's uh ppglear.com, L-E-A-R. That's tomorrow's podcast. Then on Wednesday, you got Flying Flamingo, Jade. Uh, All-girl podcast. She's had astronauts on her podcast. Make sure you go and check her out at paramotorgirl.com on Wednesdays. And then, of course, on Thursdays, we got the mom of a very famous person. Linda, tell us about what's going on on Thursdays.
1: My awesome son, Robert Michaels. Thursday nights, paraglidingtalks.com
0: you guys don't go anywhere we're gonna kill this live stream and chat for just a couple minutes um and uh then we'll just say goodbye but um uh, y'all have a great day thank you very much for going over to ppg grandpa's Motor podcast clearproptv.com yeah. paratalk.org if you can remember all that stuff, just go there and check it out. It's really cool and amazing. We love you guys. We'll see you tomorrow on uh, Eric's. We'll see you uh, on Wednesday on Flying Familia Jays, and of course on Thursday over at uh, that that one guy that that flies um, the,
1: talk, talk.
0: I love it when you <laughs> say it. It's so awesome. Y'all have a great evening, and thanks again. We'll see you later. See you night. Bye. Bye. You guys stay.